Josh Bertaccini joining us, the voice of that part of the country. I've been waiting a long time for this. The moment you've been waiting for. JB, maybe you can do commentary live. And the show that everyone's been talking about. Not the game that I go out there and die for and play every game like it's my last. It's time for the real NWA JP. At least I work the place that you can find when you're looking for it. Follow, watch, and listen across social media at the real NWA JP. Okay, all right, it's all about the little things. Streaming live on YouTube, Podbean, and worldwide at therealnwajp.com. You were man on fire last night on the post game. You've started your day in the right way. Let's talk sports. This is primetime television here, folks. Here's your host, Josh Bertaccini. We are ripping it up, and it's so good to have you here. We got a lot to get to as we barrel our way through the 90-minute distance between us, hanging out, doing it live here in the mornings with y'all each and every day. And thank you for finding us and hanging out for a little bit as we talk some Arkansas Razorbacks and the wide world of sports beyond. This thing doesn't happen without every last one of you, and it certainly doesn't happen without our tremendous sponsors here making this bad boy happen. Now going on six months under our new umbrella here on Team B Media, and we are not going to slow this bad boy down anytime soon. Tons going on. Arkansas Razorback Sports, always the focus. Coming at you for 90 minutes on the daily, and then, of course, you also have the opportunity, if it's a different day or a different vibe, to go back and listen to the show podcast later. Apple, Spotify, iHeart, you name it. Podcast platforms proliferating. On that note, as we talk some hogs, not the best of news yesterday as Arkansas found out that Peyton Stovall, guy who's been you know kind of up and down sporadic in his time so far here at Arkansas, is out of the mix for the next couple of weeks, certainly at least for a month or so as the season gets going. A broken foot suffered in the scrimmage on Monday. You get to a point where you're like, that's enough of the scrimmaging. That's enough of the, you know, playing and practicing and getting ready for the season. I think more so you're in a spot right now where you're just ready to play games. You will do anything for a chance to play against somebody else. And uh, look, injury is going to happen. I'm not saying not scrimmaging would have prevented that. And eventually you're going to have to play games, period. But uh, it just seems like the, the Razorback curse is real. I don't know. Something about... Guys getting hurt on the regular, especially when you have high expectations. We've seen it with football. We've seen it with basketball and baseball. I mean, it seems like you just can't get out of your own way. But Stovall hurt. And so Dave Van Horn will move some stuff around and make it happen in a different spot. Um, For Peyton Holt, who was going to play third base, probably now moves to second base. He got some opportunities maybe to move an outfielder to the infield. We'll talk about that, get into it some more. Coming up here in about 20 minutes, our good friend Dennis in Siloam Springs, Dennis Metters, doing his thing covering the Razorback baseball beat, longtime aficionado and season ticket holder, and really glad to have him back in the mix here as our correspondent on the morning show for you, the people. 
And that is the deal here. And that's what we're working with. So Peyton Stovall hurt out the gates. You got that going on. At least it's not Hagen Smith. I think if you're doing the power rankings on this team, probably the couple of most important guys are your starting pitchers, Hagen Smith and Brady Tiger, who have an opportunity to be a one-two combo. That's as good as any in the country. But um, you're going to need guys to step up. Peyton Holt, Kendall Diggs, we'll talk some baseball. With the season just now a week away, Arkansas is one week out from hosting James Madison for four. In fact, when we wake up in a week, it's going to be an Arkansas Razorback baseball game day. I'll tell you what, today is an Arkansas Razorback softball game day. You're listening to the top of the show and you're like, you know what? I wondered about the softball team today. JB's getting us a little spring sport orientation, getting us a feel for it. What's the deal with Courtney Diefel's team this year? You're hoping they can break through and get to Oklahoma City, right? Get to the College Softball World Series. And uh, that's a nice facility kind of off to the side there in OKC. Got the chance to drive past it, did not go inside of it back around the... um, Back around the Christmas break when we were in OKC hanging out for a couple days doing some baseball action. It's actually on the south side of Oklahoma City near the zoo and the science museum. Why do I bring that up? Because it might not look like much when you're driving past it or through it or around it. That's where you want to go. That is the destination for the softball team. That's where you want to end up. You have not had the fortune of breaking through to a College World Series yet. And I think it's been really frustrating. Certainly for Courtney Diefel, head coach of Arkansas Razorback Softball, who made this program happen out of nothing. I'm not going to tell you in the top of the show today, JB's talking softball. Yeah, I am. Because it's become a big-time spring sport around here. Now, is it generating massive amounts of revenue? No. Is it the kind of thing where Arkansas is you know, competing on the elite stages yet? No. You've been stymied in the Super Regional a couple of times over, and that's been... Painful, but also part of the process. And I think as time goes on now, you start to feel like Arkansas Razorback softball ain't going anywhere. Courtney Diefel has this thing consistently in a really good spot. And um, I think it's going to stay consistent as long as she's the head coach. So softball team in Florida hanging out today for a couple of games. They'll play at one o'clock and at six o'clock as they get their season off and going. And yeah, spring sports are here. They're happening with softball starting today and then home for its first games at Bogle Park. What a nice softball stadium that is. Renovations and everything. That's next week. And Razorback Baseball getting itself started next week with a trip down to Arlington to follow that one. So that's where we're at with the baseball and the softball and the fact that it's going to be 70 degrees again. Today and tomorrow, take that wherever the heck you can get that. Meanwhile, basketball, it ain't pretty right now. Obviously, crisis mode for the Arkansas Razorbacks. No belief right now, I think, out of a lot of people in really this team and where they're at. How could you have that right now? It wouldn't make sense to have that right now. So little has gone right for this Arkansas Razorback basketball team this year. And so you find yourself in a spot right now where instead of, you know, finding your way and hitting your, 
your groove, your best patch late in the year. I think we got an issue here. I mean, this could be a team that sees the wheels completely come off the wagon. I don't know if it's happened yet, but team turmoil and dissension, and you're hearing stuff behind the scenes about players and who's eligible and who's not eligible. And my goodness, I mean, it's kind of unbelievable. And if the stuff that I'm hearing and that I gather to be true is true, you're talking about suspensions now of other guys. So Debo Davis off the team for personal reasons. I don't know if we call that a straight up suspension, but off the team for personal reasons, back on the team, Brazil fighting back from injury, who was supposed to be your lottery pick leader has not been at all this year. He's injured. He's out of the mix. And then you got Caleb Battle and Tremont Mark, your, your two scores, guys who fill it up, brought in the door. And Mark's been great. Don't get me wrong. Mark has been really consistent from the jump this year. But Caleb Battle is not. And if, if my sources are correct on this, and I believe them to be true, he's not only back in Muss's doghouse, he's gotten himself suspended again. LL is perhaps the same for some talking back to the coaching staff. And so, yeah, what I'm hearing is your rotation's not nearly what you thought it was. Brazil's still out. Battle and Ellis out. But then again, with the way things tend to go in Muss's doghouse, by the time they play a basketball game against Georgia on Saturday night, they could be back. The team doesn't like each other, y'all. Doesn't like each other. Doesn't want to hang out together. Doesn't want to play basketball together. And ultimately, when you're a basketball team, if you don't want to play basketball together, you're in big trouble because that's what you're supposed to do. And so a lot of this is on the players and a lot of this is on the coaching staff, which is not good right now. The coaching staff has no chemistry either. Um, it doesn't mean they can't figure it out. And it doesn't mean that Eric Musselman isn't an outstanding coach because he is one, but his staff is not functioning at a high level. Not having Gus Arginal on the staff has hurt big time this year, y'all. Big time. And you've seen the losses the last couple of years. Corey Williams, Chris Crutchfeld. That's hurt too. Who's on the staff now? You're talking about his sons. I mean, Mike Musselman's on the staff as his right-hand man there, pulling him back from technical fouls after he gets them screaming at officials. Who else? I mean, it's the second row. I don't know his first name even, but he has another son on the staff. Ronnie Brewer's on the staff. I think that's a good thing by and large for local renown and recruiting. Has that really led to, you know, somebody who can be a, a lieutenant, an X's and O's guy during the games? Not really. Still got Key Smart for now. Guy who's, you know, surely looking for a head coaching job himself because that's part of the deal. It's a hot mess. And I think, you know, it shows you again, as we talk some baseball, some softball, some basketball, all in the mix here. Get to the middle portion of February real quick. Your boy Josh Bertaccini inside of the Team B Media Bunker studio. Appreciate every last one of you finding some time for us here on the program today, whether you're doing it live or, or finding the show later on the post-show podcast. But it is, um, it's a mess on the staff too. So salvageable? Not really. I don't think it is. Um, fixable? No, I don't think so. Incredible finish. They're going to win nine of their last 10 and surge to the NCAA tournament. I feel like no. I think no. 
So all of that said, you have nine games left. You got yourself, what, four home games left. And down the stretch, you go. You'll play out the string with what you got. And it's not pretty right now at all. Arkansas hosting Georgia Saturday night. Chance to get itself to three and seven and at least show you there's some fight left. There's a little bit of a pulse. But um, I can't promise you that's the uh, that's the case right now. I can't do it. I'm not sure this team has a pulse anymore. College basketball last night, you saw some teams fighting with a pulse. How about Auburn? That team's really good. Beat Alabama by 20. Tennessee beat LSU by 20. I mean, the best of the best in the, in this conference are, are rising. Mississippi State blasted Georgia. I don't know if that helps Arkansas or hurts it. And A&M all over Missouri in a runaway by 20. Um, Arkansas is currently 12th out of 14 teams in the league. I guess you hold a slight tiebreak over Missouri because you ha- you know you beat them head to head. But I don't know what that's worth. Or uh, I guess Vanderbilt is the other one-win team in Missouri. Hadn't won a conference game yet. Okay, well, that's where you are. Bottom three in the league. And Georgia coming up around the corner on Saturday night. And you wonder how many people are going to show up for this basketball game right now. Um, how has it gotten so wonky and weird and unwieldy for Razorback basketball so quickly? I don't know, y'all, but it has. It most definitely has. All right, uh, we're 15 minutes into the mix. Josh Bertaccini with you in studio, talking sports on the digital radio with you, the people. Some in-depth thoughts out the gates on the turning of the season sports-wise as we delve a little more into the spring action. We got basketball in the dying days of a very up-and-down year. Talking about some of the dysfunction on that team. And baseball trying to overcome a big injury. We come back from break. We'll get our friend Dennis into the mix from Salem Springs. Baseball aficionado for the Hogs and find out a little bit about this injury and what they can do as a team to try to find a way around it. And we'll catch up with E-Money. Eric Killed coming up here in half an hour. Chiefs super fan himself as we turn to uh, Kansas City and get some vibes from the barbecue capital of the world about the uh, the upcoming big game in Vegas, baby Vegas. Also, question of the day, what's your score? What's your score for this game? We'll take some of those today, too, as we work our way through. JB here, you there. It's the real NWA JB coming at you from the Bunker Studio. Herman's Rib House on College in Fayetteville. A tradition like no other around. When you're looking for the best steak, chicken, salmon, something for lunch or dinner, Herman's has your back. This year is their 60th anniversary and the food keeps getting better. Perfect time to stop by and check out their revamped menu, the Dustin Omelette, a personal favorite. Herman's in Fayetteville. Follow them on Instagram or Facebook for more info. Stop by and grab some grub today at Herman's, celebrating its 60th year in business in 2024. Hi, this is Tim Stanley, a longtime local business owner in Northwest Arkansas, and I'm super excited to be a part of JB's new adventure into the digital broadcasting arena, and I had to be a part of it. I also wanted to inform the listening audience that I bought Business World in Little Rock, so now we have more of a full state coverage, just like JB. It's important to be part of his future, or our future, or your future. Call me at Business World, a TDSID company, at 501-374-7000. 
Golden Corral of Fayetteville features a legendary endless buffet for breakfast, lunch, and dinner to feast the fam or to feast yourself. Enjoy over 150 menu items. Their all-you-can-eat steak is my favorite. Hand-cut USDA top sirloin. Their bakery game is strong, too. You name it, they got it, and they make it good. Golden Corral, a place with something for everyone at a good price. Conveniently located where college meets Maine in Fayetteville. See things in a better light with the folks at New Light Electric. Residential and commercial services. They do remodels and additions, electrical upgrades and repairs, LEDs, installation of hot tubs, vehicle charging stations, and more. If you're looking for the folks who have the best touch, these guys are the lighting experts. They literally do it all, and they can add some light to your life, too. New Light Electric. Like them on Facebook or call 479-220-2836. Hey folks, this is Matt Chambers with Blue Kangaroo Packouts. We know bad things happen and we're here to help taking care of your contents and possessions when disaster strikes. Covering Northwest Arkansas and North Central Arkansas and the River Valley, accidents and weather happen all the time. When it does, we have your back. Moving, cleaning, warehousing, cataloging, tracking inventory so you don't lose a single personal possession. More information is online at bluekangaroopackouts.com or give us a call at 479-879-9696. get this conversation going here dennis of course uh get it done for y'all on the tweets at metters dennis longtime friend of the show and Razorback baseball season ticket holder and aficionado what was your first thought when you found out that peyton hold had broken his foot at the scrimmage on monday my first thought was can this poor guy not catch a break uh peyton just got back was getting in a groove uh he had went i think Five for eight is last at bat. And, and then his guys are out there plunking him. Uh, he went up for his first at bat Monday, got hit by pitch. Uh, had a RBI double his next at bat. And then the next at bat was when he got hit again and had to leave the scrimmage. So, I mean, it seems like, you know, they can't catch a break here, and yet they literally catch a break yesterday on the foot there for Stovall, who's been pretty up and down so far here at Arkansas, Big D. And you and I have talked about him the last couple of years, had a chance to go to the MLB draft, wanted to play college baseball, got here, played a little first base, moved around. I thought he was a great first baseman. Um, very versatile with the glove. The bat hasn't quite been there yet. I know you talked about the work he was putting in the offseason. Give me an overview on Stovall, in your opinion. How far do you think this sets him back, Dennis? I don't think it sets him back. Uh, The kid's got a great heart, a lot of character. He was ready to be a force. He's got a chip on his shoulder because he's being rated so low as far as second baseman. The guy's an amazing defender. You look back at the end of his freshman season, 
he ended that season batting 429 in the postseason. Last year, he batted 295 with a torn labrum. Uh, somebody dislocate their shoulder and go out there and try to swing a bat. Not an easy thing to do. Uh, the one thing I will say about him, when he went down injured last year, mm-hmm. a, lot, a lot of guys will just go and sit in the corner of the dugout in their own little world. Peyton was right there on the steps, right with the coaches, pumping his guys up, encouraging them, giving them a little bit of his own coaching. So he showed a lot of his leadership skill, and it's part of the reason why he's a team captain this year. I love that out of you. Let's talk about the consequences, right? The after effect to the injury. Uh, he was going to play second, so now you'll you'll work him back in when you get him back. Do you move Peyton Holt? What do you, what do you think DVH and crew do here to fill the void? It's a good. It's never a good thing for an injury, but at least it happened now, rather than May. So Dave has some time to tinker with the lineup. I think you'll see probably Jared Sprague Lott step in at second base. Uh, Peyton Holt's going to play third base. So why disrupt that while Stovall is out? Sprague Lott is is definitely your best defensive option. Uh, Read yesterday that him and Nahibo Aloy are roommates. So you've already got that chemistry going. You plug Sprague lot in there and let's roll with it. I like your, you know, I like your argument, Dennis, that moving Peyton Holt might help in the short term, but then you're right back to trying to resituate everybody when Stovall comes back. So maybe a different route there. How about the lineup? Where do you think Stovall was going to hit? What do, what do you do now? How do you juggle some pieces? You're all over this stuff, Dennis. He's been batting leadoff. Uh, of course, Dave likes to have that nine-hole leadoff, which is where Ty, Ty Wilmsmayer has been. So maybe you move Wilmsmayer into the one hole, or we know what kind of bat Peyton Holt has. Perhaps you put Holt into that leadoff. Uh, a guy like Hudson White. So there's options there, and I'm sure Dave is going to tinker with the lineup the first three or four weeks of the season. Great stuff out of our guy, Dennis in Salem Springs, Dennis Metters, who is the man when it comes to really just life in general. <laughs> One of my really good friends. He's a soldier. He's a hunter. He's a fisher. He's an Arkansan. He's a, he's a diehard college baseball fan, man. And nobody really knows the hog baseball team like he does. Dennis, um, I want to talk about your, your show here uh, before we're done. Well, I need a couple more minutes out of you first on this team. I, I said a little while ago, I think we had this chat at, at lunch, you and me a couple weeks back. Um, if you were to rank value, like your strongest players on this team, give me your top, give me your top three or four, maybe five guys on the team in terms of value overall. How do you rank them? I'm probably going to put Kendall Diggs at number one. Really? Okay. Okay. Uh, why KD at one over, over Hagen Smith, huh? Tell me why. Kendall's going to be there every game. His 
if you watch him at the plate, that is the most disciplined guy in the lineup. He does not swing at bad pitches. He's very selective on what he's going to swing at. Puts the ball in play. His defense has improved so vastly since last year. Uh, just an amazing ball player. His personality is infectious. He's always smiling, laughing, having a good time. Uh, so, yeah, I'd put KD at number one. I love that out of you. You know, he's been a guy I've, I've rooted for an awful lot the last couple of years, but it was really the knock was the defense. His defense has come a long way, Dennis. He made some SC's top 10 plays in summer ball last season. So I, I love what Kendall's done in right field. All right, so he's your number one power ranking guy. Love that to start the season. Let's finish at top five here. Give me number two. Number two is going to be Hagen. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, he's the guy that's going to go out there every Friday night, and he's going to tell the offense, "You give me, you give me four runs, we're going to win a lot of ball games." Is he really uh, throwing? Is, he really throwing over a hundred miles an hour right now? He's hitting a hundred. Of course, he's only pitching one, two innings right now. Mm-hmm. I see. I, I see him dropping back down into the ninety-three, ninety-four range to 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 throw a full six, like six, seven innings. Mm-hmm. Uh, and he's got his other three, four pitches that he can work off of. Hagen Smith, preseason All-American, chance to be a staff ace. He's a lefty, and you, and you're lucky to have him at the top. All right, Diggsy at one. Hagen at two. Who's number three on your Razorback top five power ranking players this year? Hayden Holt. He's the engine that drives the locomotive. Uh, what he does at the plate, he's, he's really good defensively. And he's just so much energy. It's fun watching him in scrimmages. He's always going from guy to guy to guy to guy. Uh, just an amazing kid to watch. Love that. And, and so no way, shape, or form do you think his small sample size last year was a fluke? Now, now. No, because he, no. he kept it going in the fall. He's kept it going this spring. So He's just a yeah, baller. He's a baller. He's a baller. He's a dirt bag. He's a dirt bag in the best of possible ways. I love it, Dennis. All right, that's your top three. That's a pretty good start here. Dixie, Smith, and then we're going to go Peyton Alt. Who's number four? Remember the name, ladies and gentlemen. Fahiba Aloy. Fahiba. This kid is so much fun to watch. Uh, whenever the transfer portal opened last year, there, there were a few names that I circled that I wanted to see at Arkansas. And his was at the top of the list. Mm. Uh, he's got really quick hands, really smooth defender. I think the kid's going to be a doubles machine. Uh, good pop in the bat. Just a good all. And people questioned, how is his bat going to translate to SEC pitching? He hasn't had a problem yet. Love that. Aloy. So he's your shortstop through and through. And you think one of the better defensive players in the league, potentially, right? His, his defense has improved so much. That was one of the knocks against him coming here. I, I think it was 17 errors last year as a freshman. 
I have not seen him commit an error in a Razorback uniform yet. Mm. That's a great nugget out of you throughout practice, obviously focusing on that and making the smart play and the right play. And and, and that's huge. You got to have a shortstop who's rock steady, baby, like Aretha. All right, number five, who's your who's your fifth highest rated Razorback? You could do the whole roster for me, but uh, who's number five if you had to pick uh, one more guy? You know how I am about baseball. You don't give the other team free outs. And you want a guy that is going to give you some outs that you that other guys may not get. I'm going to go defensive, and I'm going to go Ty Wilms Mayer in center field. Wow. This guy is a highlight reel in the center field. Uh, I've watched him chase down some balls that other guys wouldn't even come close to. He has no problem laying out, making a play, even in a scrimmage. Mm-hmm. And that's the things I love to see. Doesn't matter if it's a live game, scrimmage. You're just out there playing ball with the guys. He gives it 100% every time he steps on the field. My biggest question in response to that five, and what a five as Dennis gives it to you there, with Kendall Diggs, Hagen Smith, Peyton Holt. Um, help me out here as you closed it out. Um, the Halo Alloy. Alloy. And then number five, Wilmsmeyer. And I think Wilmsmeyer is going to be better at the plate than what people are thinking he is. He struggled against our pitchers. But that's what you want to see is our pitchers overpowering guys. Yeah. This is the guy that batted over 300 in SEC play last year. Where's Brady Tigert on your list? And he'd definitely be in their six, seven range. Uh, Brady's pitched really well all fall. He's got a chip on his shoulder. If you look at all the All-American teams out there, you won't find Brady Tigert anywhere. And I think he's being vastly overlooked. And we think physically his arm's okay? His arm's okay. He's He really worked on his body in the offseason. Uh, he's, re- he's ready to go. Added some muscle and some weight. We talked about that last time. Dennis, tell me about the podcast. Tell me about your show and and how folks can check it out. Uh, We're on YouTube and Spotify. Uh, It's part of In Off the Bench podcast group. Omaha is by Fireside. Uh, And and we go a little bit different. Most podcasts you listen to, they're throwing stat lines, uh, game results. We sit down with a player and a family member, a brother, a parent, so, somebody close to them, and we talk about their life. Love it. We're, uh, we'll be sitting down with Parker Rowland this evening, so that'll be out probably tomorrow. That's awesome. Uh, give, give fans a chance to get to know these guys a little bit away from the ballpark. Hey, make them more three-dimensional, right, Dennis? Make them more three-dimensional, like real people. Oh, yeah. yeah, yeah. We're going to talk ball, but I also want to know what what was some stories from growing up that mom and dad want to tell about. What kind of person were you growing up? Yeah, what shaped you? Your character. I love that. I love that. Dennis, you're uh, you're married to a diehard Niners fan. That doesn't mean you have to pick them. What's your Super Bowl prediction for Sunday night? What happens? 
I still think Mr. Irrelevant becomes Super Bowl MVP and Super Bowl champion. I like the Niners. You're rooting for Dre. You're rooting for Brandon. You're rooting for Purdy. And you're rooting for Lori is what you're doing. Okay, I got to keep Mama happy. Dennis, outstanding. And uh, we'll do this every week, all season. Really appreciate your joining us, giving us some insight on the Stovall injury, how it affects the rest of the lineup. And then your uh, your top five Razorback power rankings were pretty awesome to listen to, too. Have a tremendous rest of your day. We'll talk soon, brother. Thanks, Dennis. Awesome, JB. And if we don't see you before then, I know we'll see you sometime at the ballpark next weekend. Absolutely. James Madison, let's go, baby. Talk to you soon, brother, man. Dennis and Silo, I'm crushing it. We're up against a break. Uh, we've only taken one already here this morning. So let's take another one right now. The real NWA JB coming at you from the Bunker Studio. When we come back, I want to talk some more Super Bowl. My guy, E-Money, Eric Held, KC, some kind of Chiefs fan or something. We'll talk a little bit about Super Bowl 58 in Vegas, baby. Vegas next. A to Z Golf Cars has moved, but it still has the same awesome customer service and phenomenal inventory you won't find anywhere else. Northwest Arkansas's go-to golf car spot for over 20 years. Neighborhood cars, cruisers, horse cars, first to the ball or last to the ball, roll up in style with A to Z. Repair work with quick turnarounds, too. Now located at 483 North Highway 62 in Rogers, two miles north of the city airport. Call 479-273-9229. Need to lose 100 pounds this year? Don't restrict your diet. Forget joining a gym. Instead, lose the weight of that cheating spouse of yours. At Mock Legal Solutions, there is no hourly billing. You pay one flat fee for your divorce. Call today, 479-769-1505. And let's be honest, it's closer to 200 pounds, right? Mock Legal Solutions. Real advice, reasonable price. Shogun of Fayetteville for a special experience every time. Best Japanese cuisine around, they have it all. The sushi is top notch, but everyone's talking about their hibachi grill. The chefs are incredible. It's delicious and entertaining at the same time. For recruiting, celebrations, or just a good old date night, Shogun of Fayetteville has never let me down. With the scenic view of Fayetteville from the hill by the mall, full menu online, shogunfayetteville.com. Hey guys, you've been feeling a little bit lower energy of late. The motivation's down. Well, it's time to take control of it here in 2024. Bioidentical hormone replacement is state-of-the-art and Dr. Mark Olson is the only one around focusing on BHRT and his treatments. If you want to feel better, this is the year and Olson Clinic is the place to get it done with Dr. Mark Olson, now located at 5501 Willow Creek Drive in Springdale. That's right off exit 69 off I-49 online, OlsonClinic.com. Builders Direct Lighting offers quality lighting products and solutions for all of your project needs. They buy directly from the manufacturer with no middleman in sight, passing the savings on to you, the customer. From a small office space to a large warehouse, indoor or outdoor, we do it all. Yes, we can even light your pickleball court. For more info, visit buildersdirectlighting.com or call 479-256-0461. Everybody get up. 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 Ever
good friends. Really appreciate you listening, hanging out as we talk some sports with you in the mornings here on the Real NWAJB. Coming at you from the Bunker Studio, Team B Media. So many tremendous folks finding us here in our first just about six months in operation under the new umbrella. But a lot of things remain the same, like the Chiefs being really good at football. Man, it's been unbelievable here over the last uh, six, seven years to watch it, but it's happened. And here we are once again. I'm not trying to sound, you know, bitter or anything, jealous or anything. Eric Hill, the money. Joining us now from KC, diehard longtime Kansas City fan, comrade of mine for many years on the previous program. What's up, Eric? How are you today? Doing well, JB. How about yourself? Not as well as you, but I'm hanging in there. And um, yeah, just give me a feel for Kansas City. It's got to feel like Christmas in February right now. I mean, absolutely. There's a, a buzz around town. You can feel it. Everyone's excited. And I feel like it's a cautious optimism. Mm-hmm. I think a lot of the Chiefs fans I talk to um, feel like, you know, they're confident that the Chiefs are going to win, but that confidence is kind of what's worrisome. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. It's like the calm before the storm. And you're like, well, what, what could go wrong? Which was something I saw uh, yesterday on Twitter, even some Chiefs fans were like, I'm way too confident they're going to win this game. Like, give me a reason why we should be worried. Mm-hmm. And I think the biggest thing for the Chiefs is Christian McCaffrey and the the run game. If the 49ers do it well and don't abandon it like the Ravens did, uh, it could be a long day for the Chiefs defense. Yeah, they might want to cover Kelsey. I remember talking about that with you last week after your team's AFC title win. Might want to have a different game plan for him. And uh, but I mean, you got the quarterback and you got the coach advantage, right? Mahomes over Purdy's not even close. And I take Reed over Shanahan in this spot any day of the week, too. Um, that's I mean, the coach and quarterback in football is huge, Eric. It's huge. Absolutely. And I, part of me wonders what's going through uh, Shanahan's mind thinking about the last Super Bowl. I mean, I don't know it was, you know, four, four years ago, but how much does that creep into his mind during the game of just like they had that one yep. and slipped out of his hands and seeing Andy Reid across the on the side of the other side of the field, just being like, man, what do I have to do to should beat big red? So we'll see. But I think, you know, absolutely Mahomes over Purdy. And I think Andy Reid's just going to be that calm, cool, collected force on the sideline for the chiefs I mean, down 10 in the fourth quarter. The last time these two played in the super bowl and they were able to come away with it. So uh, I think it's going to be an interesting game on Sunday, but I think the chiefs are going to come out on top. I'm feeling pretty good about it. How about Pacheco? He's uh he looked so good last week, 30 to one odds on him to win the MVP. That's one of those prop bets. I kind of like might be worth a little investment, you know? Yeah. I mean, I think that's a, a good shot. And I mean, if he has a good game, I could see it happening. We're actually talking about that last night. My family went out for dinner. It's kind of a little uh, pre-Super Bowl mm-hmm. tradition we've had the last couple of years is to get the family together for a nice meal, mm-hmm. talk about the game. And we were saying, like, who could be MVP other than Patrick Mahomes? Pacheco got brought up. And, man, just the way he runs, he looks, he looks so angry. But his <laughs> his running style is so much fun to watch. And I think he could make a huge impact on this game because he Thing about short yardage situations, need the ball. Who are you going to give it to? Give it to Pacheco. But I think your family's right in its analysis that it's almost impossible to not give it to Mahomes in these games. It almost always, especially lately, seems like it goes to the quarterback. 
Yeah, I mean, we, we brought up a bunch of names. We brought up some defensive players last year. Nick Bolton had the uh, fumble recovery for a touchdown, almost had another one that was called back. Mm-hmm, but, mm-hmm. Uh, Kelsey's obviously a good choice. Rasheed Rice, even though he's a rookie, if he has a big game, I can see it. Normally, if it's someone who's receiving the ball, it almost always goes back to who threw it to him, Patrick Mahomes. Let's go ahead and give him that MVP. Harrison Bucker's a pretty awesome kicker, too. Let's not devalue that. Yeah, I mean, he is clutch. We were, my dad brought up the uh, the history of kickers before that and some of the playoff issues that she's had with me back in the day in the 90s. But Harrison Bucker is steady, consistent. He's uh, made a couple of huge kicks in Chiefs history, that's for sure. You mentioned your concern with McCaffrey, obviously, such a dynamic all around player. Who's another? Player, offense, defense, give me a couple other pieces you think the Chiefs got a game plan for on San Francisco. I mean, honestly, George Kittle's probably the next guy I worry about the most. The Chiefs cornerbacks, I think, are going to still have their hands full with uh, Debo and Ayuk, but I like their ability to maybe neutralize them a little bit. They're going to get their plays. But no one in the linebacking core really matches up that well with George Kittle, and I can see him having a big day. Mm Mm-hmm. I agree with that too. Um, we'll see what happens. It, it, it's Chiefs and Niners, and how come the line hasn't moved? Do you think it stayed steady at Niners by one and a half? Which, again, when you look at the quarterback and the head coach, that seems a little odd to me. I think honestly, one of the things is I wouldn't be surprised if there's a lot of people betting, just being like, "I'm sick of the Chiefs. I'm betting on the Forty Niners and hoping that wills the Forty Niners to win." Right. How come the Chiefs have become such a popular team to root against? Is it just the success? Is it is it the the Taylor Swift thing? Although that doesn't even make sense either. I don't even know what that means when you say it out loud. Why do people seem to love to hate the Chiefs right now? I mean, I really hope it's not the Taylor Swift thing because that has nothing to really do with football. No, I think no. the success is part of it. And honestly, I think um, there's a lot of a large portion of our fan base who forgets where we came from mm-hmm. and being the lovable losers for two decades. Now that we have success, a lot of people just go to their head quickly and they're obnoxious. Um, <laughs> I had that conversation with a couple of people on Twitter a couple of weeks ago. It's like, I hope I'm not one of those obnoxious Chiefs fans. I know I am when I'm inside of Arrowhead, but outside of Arrowhead, talking with people one-on-one, like I remember the two and 14 season. I remember, you know, banners being flown over saying fire Scott Peely. Mm-hmm. Like, the Chiefs were awful for a long time, and a lot of people, I think, just makes it it makes you want to celebrate it more, but they're over the top. And so when you do stuff like that, other people just look at you like, you know what, I don't, I'm not happy for you and your success. Now I'm maybe a little jealous, but also you're being ridiculous. Yeah, I've been inside Arrowhead with you and your family, and it's a scary experience because you become different. <laughs> just say you become different people, but you're uh you're just talking about angrier. You guys get angry and and very possessive. And I remember your dad screaming in my face about a holding call and go back to Jersey. I'm like, his dad is a damn doctor. How is he? How is he acting like the Chiefs fandom is a whole nother animal, baby. And you know what I love? When the game was over, we had food and a beer and we cheers and everything was fine again. It was like it never even happened. Although Fitzpatrick did throw those six interceptions. I'm pretty sure that happened in the game. Yeah, that was a rough yeah. one. But yeah. uh, it's the game they switch, so that's what we'll call it. Flip it on for the game, then you turn it off and go back to normal. Yeah, 
That was easily the worst game of his career. I don't know what that was that day. Um, but what are you going to do? What are you going to do? And I egged it on wearing the Chad Pennington jersey, obviously, right? I mean, I egged it on. I got to acknowledge that. I do remember you finding the other Jets fan that was wearing a Pennington jersey. That That's right. There was another one out there. That's right. What's your prediction? Give me a score for this game. I know you don't want to do it, and we'll just you know pretend it's not happening. You're not jinxing your teamy. But if you had to pick a score, you were picking squares on a board. What's your score for this game? My score for the game is going to be Chiefs 28, 49ers 24. I like it. I like it. Mahomes MVP? Yeah, I think so. Okay. I'm just trying to figure out kind of who else would it be. Pacheco and Kelsey are probably the next two closest. I think Kelsey would probably be next, but I kind of go back to that thing I said earlier, which is if it's going to be Kelsey who threw him the ball, right? it's going to end up probably defaulting to Mahomes. Eric E. Money Hill crushing it in Kansas City. So nice to hang out. Good friend of ours here on the show. What can we rapid fire here on at the end? Who's the halftime act? Do we even know? Who's the, is it Usher? Usher. That doesn't really do it for me, man. How about you? Don't play the one hit from 2003. I'll make, makes me think of middle school, high school for a second. Yeah. I wouldn't know because the Jets have never been there in my lifetime. But what's it like when your team's in the Super Bowl? Do you pay less attention to the commercials? I think you would. Yes. Yeah. Uh, I think yeah. a lot of the, the commercial breaks is just nervous energy. Exactly. That's what I figured. And then I wish the Royals hadn't beaten my Mets in 2015 because I'd be able to dog on your your baseball team. But because of that World Series and because of the fact that I was there for the clincher, like I'm never allowed to bring that up. But man, the Royals are terrible, huh? Man, they're terrible. Which uh, it's been rough since 2015, but it's kind of like falling back to the norm. Yeah, um, yeah. because the AL Central is so god awful this season. There's hope around Kansas city. They might be able to compete for it, but we'll wait till the season actually starts. It's kind of a, you know, regular season happens. They're awful. We'll lose almost a hundred games. Off season happens. You're like, maybe we could be better. Maybe. I need to kind of temper my expectations. Let's just see how the first month of the season goes. Well, but and you made Bobby excited to have Bobby Wood Jr. stick around yeah, for a was, decade plus. I was going to say you made him a co-owner for four hundred million dollars. That's pretty cool. <laughs> yeah, did not see that one coming, but uh, that was one of the things I wanted this new ownership group to do: is to spend money, and they are doing that. Royals are coming down to play a game against the Naturals, which is pretty cool. At the end of March, I'm going to try to get out to that one. Um, what else do I have for you? E, uh, Razorback basketball is an abomination. Absolutely. You don't really think we're going to lose Muss, are we? I'm hoping that they don't. Uh, the, the more things go wrong, the more worried I get. Right. I also feel like Eric Musman's one of those guys that has too much pride to like leave on a bad note. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I feel like he would just be like, you know what? No, like this isn't how my career in Arkansas ends. Like we got to get into another Sweet Sixteen. Kind of like that out of you there. Like, yeah, five years. All right, it could be time to move on. But no, I want to end on a good note and then move on. If I, I don't even, you know, Fayetteville's so good and so nice and such a comfortable place to raise a family. His daughter's in what eighth grade, ninth grade. Ah. Oh. I mean, it all looks so perfect for so long. It shows you how calamitous this season has been that we're even having these conversations. But I'll tell you this, too, for all those folks who want to blame the media and you're creating it and blah, blah, blah. Absolutely not. 
Absolutely not. There, there are contract negotiations going on right now. They're having a terrible season, and there's complete chaos around this program right now. We are not making that up, Eric. We are not making that up by talking about it. That is not the case. Uh, absolutely. I think a lot, a lot of times the fan base starts things, the media reports on it, and then the fan base is like, no, the media is making stuff up. Yeah. It's not how it goes. It's not how it goes. Eric E. Money Hild, the man, the myth, the legend himself. You saw Dirty Jersey will get to host the World Cup Championship, right? You saw that. I did. I did see that. I'll say 2026, J.D. I got a place for you to stay. You got to get up here for a World Cup game. Oh, Eric, don't even joke about that. I mean, we're absolutely doing that. I was just talking with Megan. We want to come up uh, this summer and hang out with you and Miss Amanda a little bit and get some barbecue one day. So. I miss you, buddy. You know we'll have a spot for you. Yeah, I miss you. Obviously, the basketball team will not be drawing you down here, but maybe baseball. Maybe come down for a baseball game. Oh, yeah. Uh, Amanda and I plan on doing a, hopefully, we did this last year, hoping to do it again this year, do a baseball softball weekend, knock them both out and one. That's a great idea. Softball is so fun right now, and I know your girl's a baller. All right, let me let you go. You're a rock star to do it for me, buddy. Uh, Eric. Hild, E-Money, Chiefs aficionado, super fan, longtime season ticket holder. All around uh, football guru. Thanks for the spot today, E. Good luck to your boys, okay? We'll be talking to you. Appreciate it, JB. Have a good one. All right. We'll definitely get that up on the podcast here a little later on. It is 8.04. We are long in the first hour. Where's that, Aaron? We start the show a couple minutes past 7 o'clock. You're late. Am I? Or does the rock concert start when, you're, uh, when your guy gets on stage? You tell me. Or gal, as the case may be. The Taylor Swift concert start before or after she's ready to go. Exactly. And who's getting credit for the extra long second hour, my guy, Aaron in Springdale? I got a basketball game tonight. We're trying to get our second win of the year. It's a big night at the Springdale Rec Center. TV Media, Bunker Studio, Jermaine Petty, Long Tossing in the Pen. Hang tight. We're back.